Welcome to Drunk on Comics Podcast, episode 345. While we sit in the dark, <laughs> trying to record this podcast... <laughs> Good thing talking doesn't need light. <laughs> uh, we're no longer in the dark of the Avengers trailer. Oh, yeah. Which we get a lot into right away in this podcast. Of course, because like every other podcast and blog that is based around comic books, we did a little dissection of the trailer. <laughs> Something that we've been anticipating a lot, and holy crap, do we get a lot and so much left to the imagination. As a good trailer should be. Um, Also talked about Shazam, some X-Men. Yeah. Prodigy, not the band. And Doomsday Clock. Yes. As well as some Marvin the Martian. (laughs) Martian Manhunter. Yes. yes. Uh, And just a lot of other... uh, Random. Random news. Yep. Yeah. So sit back, grab some drinkage of choice, enjoy Drunk on Comics Podcast, episode 345, there and back again, an Avengers story. Is that the dog movie? There and back again? No, it's The Hobbit. Oh, The Hobbit. I was thinking That's my best trying to do the (laughs) Oh, okay. Oh, roll the intro. (laughs) It has finally happened. You're not a virgin anymore? <laughs> if I could write down how predictable I set that up for you. I knew exactly you were going to say that if I paused. But I just I just had it come to fruition. Yes, that is exactly what I was going to say. As in a virgin of seeing the new trailer for uh, Avengers. <laughs> I can't even really put that in correctly. so terrible. I'm sorry, everybody listening. No, I... So, last week, didn't even really get into how it's been talked about for the last uh, multiple weeks of the trailer's going to drop. So yeah. Many people thought it would definitely be around Thanksgiving. Some people thought it would be even earlier than that uh, last week. And then it just kind of came out of nowhere. Now, we all knew it was going to happen soon, but right. people were thinking maybe closer to Christmas. Yeah. And it just dropped on Friday. And it was good. Cow. It didn't, it wasn't even, I mean, it was a teaser. It gave nothing away. No, it was just good. Well, the only thing it gave away is... it gave a lot of stuff away. And that's uh, one of the big things. It is uh, now the most watched, like, YouTube trailer thing in history. With, like, 289 million views within 24 hours. Well, I watched it, like, five times in a row. I know, and I watched it a couple (laughs) times, and when... I got a text from my buddy, and I watched it at work. I then went and told my boss, watched it, on her, and then our, our other kind of lead salesman, because they all love at work and stuff, watched it with him, too, and he was trying to recall some things. Of course, me, Mr. Nerdy, was like, of well, course. this actually happened in the last one, and this happened, and, oh, and he's like, oh, yeah, I forgot about that. So, let's break it down a little bit. Yeah? What is it that you Ronan. Have... <laughs> <laughs> Honestly, that, wasn't that this, was the part that, that was <laughs> that was the part I loved the most. I knew he was. I knew they were doing Ronan in the movie, and I knew you know it was gonna follow the Hawkeye Ronan storyline. But holy fuck, was that very exciting? I loved seeing it. The reveal, it was mm-hmm. just so good. It was so good. Oh, it was just so good. I, so we finally got the title. Yes. Which unfortunately, that is very. It's what lacking. everyone thought it was gonna be. And so the Russos have put out hints, and they've talked about what it could be, and it seems like either they were just straight up lying, or there might have been some sort of higher-ups that changed the title last minute, because they put out that one random picture Mm -hmm. that people had thought they could see where it was Endgame within there, Mm -hmm. but other people were like, that's so on the nose, and that's too stupid. As well as the Russo brothers flat out saying that the title has never been mentioned at all. Um, 
within the Marvel movies, which made many people speculate, well, they've never said Annihilation, so mm-hmm. a lot of people thought it'd be Annihilation. Because Doctor Strange clearly said in Infinity yeah. War, Endgame. Yeah. And so if the Russos say it's not something that's been in there, right? then maybe it's not. And there's also thoughts of at the time when they said that, though, this probably wasn't going to be called Endgame. And more people think that it was going to be called Eternity, mm. which could invoke a couple different things. Now, they said that uh, during um, recently they were saying that someone had come close to what it was going to be with Avengers like forever or something. They're like, it's almost an Eternity and forever is kind of the same thing. And so I many s- people speculate that's what really was going to be, which Eternity being... The Celestial. Yes. Yeah. First of all, I the it, I swear to God, whoever thought that it was going to be Avengers Forever is stupid. That's a terrible name for a movie. <laughs> Avengers Forever. It sounds like, you know, they've switched into the teen girl market. <laughs> yes, but Eternity elicits a little bit more a little bit. coolness. Yeah. But but Endgame just kind of seems like it's well, duh, this is the end game. Yeah, I'm but fine with it. I'm okay with it. I just feel like it could have been a little more creative. Yeah. And I'm just curious at how, you know, it came about. Sure. From other people. Now, going into this, there's been many much talk about a uh, time gap. That we're going to see this movie pick up a couple years after um, the snapping, Which actually, Marvel has officially called that event now something. Within the Infinity War uh, adult graphic uh, novel that they've made mm-hmm. to companion with it, they've now called it the Decimation. Mm. So, I still think the Snappening is terrible, but yeah, cle- no, it's a clever it's name. Not. It refers to a movie that's awful. I hate it. But it also <laughs> has the word snap, so it's funny. Uh, and so, with it being called the, the Decimation now, um, just to clear that up. I forget where I was going to go with this whole train of thought. Um, what that happening, this and that. We thought that this movie was going to pick up five years after. Yes, gap in time, decimation, gap in time. But from the looks of Tony Stark being lost in space, yeah, it looks like he's just getting home from Titan. So how he couldn't make it further than where he's at. Well, so let's break that down a little bit, though. If he's on, like, they when we ended the last movie, he was on Titan. There was no ship. So maybe he spent some time on Titan making a ship that he could get into space and clearly... I'm curious where Nebula went unless she ditched him. Yeah. Uh, maybe they both tried to get off the planet. Maybe she just turned on him right away. Who knows? But for me... I am 100% guessing he's going to be saved yeah. by none other than Captain Marvel. Yeah, that's what I, I said, too. I think she's going to be on her way back to Earth because yep. she got the page, and then she's going to see this you know, distressed ship, mm-hmm. and something's going to happen where he's going to say Nick Fury line or something, and she'll be like, oh, yes, I remember him. Oh, well, you, you know. seem trustworthy. <laughs> Let me save you and take you back to Earth. So as you said, too, with the, with the Ronin thing, uh, again, he flat out said he's staying out. It's 100% what I've been saying is he's getting back into the game because his family, his family is probably yep. gone. And even though this trailer doesn't say that. No, he looks, ang- he looks angry. Mm-hmm. He looks like the man, a man, the anger on his face looks like a man who's lost everything. Now, one of the things too, they, they were, uh, Natasha was talking to Steve about these people that are missing. Mm-hmm. Obviously, uh, uh, Spider-Man is missing. Then they had a picture of Ant-Man because mm-hmm. even though he didn't get snapped, he they don't missing. know he's in the quantum yeah. realm. But also they had Shuri mm-hmm. there as well, which I actually don't remember her at the end of all kind of the thing. So she obviously, she's missing in some way. Right. And I don't know, I mean, the easiest explanation is the decimation took her. Right. But is she in hiding? Is, you know... Who's to say? But then, what I love that's going around right now is most people have been banking on Captain Marvel being the person that saves mm-hmm. the day. But it seems like it's Ant-Man. Yeah, by the way the trailer ended? Yes. That makes you think it's Ant-Man? I, 
There's got to be something with the quantum realm. Oh, I'm with, sure. And I'm wondering if they do go use those vor- the time vortexes to go back in time, but I hope they don't do some time fuckery. Yeah. But then again, they could, which would kind of be cool seeing them, but I don't want to see them do a Back to the Future where they're fixing the same, you know, thing right. that we've already seen. I I still have no clue. Yeah. it was, And it, I'm good because I don't want to know. Right. Right. I think, I mean, it gave us stuff that we kind of already, I mean, knew we're, we were getting. So, like, we knew Tony Stark was stuck on Titan and that if he was going to be in this movie, he has to get home somehow. Mm-hmm. We knew, we knew that Ant-Man did not die because the end of Ant-Man and Wasp shows everyone else around him that him yeah. getting vaporized and he's stuck in the, in the quantum realm. And, you know... We all knew already that Hawkeye was going to be Ronin because that fucking leaked, like, right away. <laughs> yeah. So, the trailer didn't give us anything new, but it did give us, like, more than what... You know what I mean? Like, well, it just... I think the biggest thing that it gave us, though, is that they've now changed when it's coming out. It was supposed to come out, I believe, May 3rd. It's now coming out a whole week earlier, at awesome. the end of April. I think it's partly to coincide with worldwide release, mm-hmm. which was set for that week before, which they coincidentally did that with Infinity War as well here. Mm-hmm. We were supposed to get it a week later. I don't know why, but they realized, well, shit, yeah. that will spoil so much. We need to do a collective worldwide release. Yeah. Smart on their part, because I can tell you with an extra week of not being able to see it, it would have sucked for me to hear yes. some of the things that happened. Also, it's a smart move because uh, the Pikachu movie comes out then, that original, which there is no stopping Disney (laughs) next year. Like, literally, get this. Disney has uh, so much stuff coming out next year. They have not only Infinity War, but they have Spider-Man that's also going to be coming out, Mm -hmm. which kind of stinks that we didn't get to see that trailer. Yeah, I know. They got pushed. Everyone said it was supposed to be released. I'm wondering if they pushed it back because they also released the Avengers trailer. That's why I think they did. Because they just debuted a trailer down in Brazil. In Brazil. Yeah. We'll talk a bit about that later on in news and notes. But we have uh, the Captain Marvel movie coming out, obviously. Yep. We have Toy Story 4. Yep. We have Frozen 2. What? I didn't even hear about that one. Yep. We have The Lion King oh, yeah, coming yeah, yeah. out uh, in the summer. We have Aladdin coming out, live action as well. We also have the new Star Wars coming on out. There's Disney's has a lot of shit going on next year, and they're going to dominate. However, Pokemon fans are huge. That is true. So, although 100%, I feel Disney would have swept that weekend anyways and I don't think it's the reason why they changed it particular I no. think it has to do more with the wide yeah. release it also gives a little bit of breathing room because there's a lot of nerds that will see both oh for sure and it, it's it, it's really I, I think any other studio that would put something up against the Avengers yeah you're really you should have found some other time <laughs> literally only a movie other... with ryan reynolds in it has the balls enough to go up <laughs> yes. against an avengers movie <laughs> and i am looking forward to that movie i don't know why so yeah i'm gonna go see it a lot of people weirdly are looking forward to that movie i will not go i think nostalgia for when i played it yeah. when i was a kid i don't have slash last year <laughs> I do not have that fond nostalgia, so I'm, I'll probably watch it on streaming when it comes out. <laughs> um, but uh, last thing before we get into some books, uh, all revolving around Avengers Endgame. And speaking of Ryan Reynolds, so if this isn't Ryan Reynolds that did this, it's not Fox. There's been no confirmation of who exactly this person is, but a person going by Guy... In chair, uh, bought the rights last year, right after Infinity War came out. They just kind of went on a gamble and said they think it's going to be mm-hmm. called Avengers Endgame. Endgame. So he bought the names both for Avengers Endgame and Avengers uh, Endgame uh, Movie.com. Mm-hmm. So that both would be kind of tied up to him. Yeah. 
And right now, if you go to those, which after all these people probably were just Googling that. Sure. Saw the link go, oh, yeah, it's up. Let's hear more information. It redirects you to the new... Once Upon uh, a Deadpool. Yes. Yeah. Which I think is awesome. And part part of me thinks this could be an elaborate plan yeah. from them to have known, and it could have been an insider joke and everything, which a lot of leaks have now, like Tom Holland leaking some things, which like, oops, I shouldn't have done that. Yeah. You almost feel like that had to have been planned. Yeah. However, because of when this was bought and everything and who this person is, I don't know if it's true or not. Because this person went to Twitter and just said, I own these two and I don't want them. All I want is to, to have tickets to the premiere in L.A. So he's kind of holding them hostage. Right. But that's pretty cheap for it is. People, and smart gamble. People make a living off this. This buying domain don- names and selling it back to people for... Quite a profit. <laughs> yes. So the fact that they're willing to just take premiere tickets would be extremely cheap if it's not something orchestrated by the studio itself. Mm-hmm. The fact that it links back to Once Upon a Deadpool has me suspicious that it is related to either the studio or Fox trying to fuck like <laughs> Marvel and Disney over <laughs> one last time before they turn everything over. But if not, this guy, this random dude who is not affiliated with anybody is genius. <laughs> so Yes, and not just link it to something random. Yeah. Linking it to the Deadpool Yeah, I one. mean, you could get real dark with that if you wanted yeah. to. Yeah. You know, and instead he chose to go Deadpool, which makes it seem... Yeah, like I said, I don't know. And I, I, I will follow this story just to find out if anyone on the internet, because everyone's going to want to know then. They're going to yeah. hear this story and they're gonna be like, is this really a company you know, thing? Or is this a real guy? And if I it is, kind of cheer him on because right. it's great. Oh. Alright. Alright, so. Book time! Book time! Speaking of Marvel, I want to talk about a, a certain Marvel. A Captain Marvel. But he doesn't go by Captain Marvel anymore. He goes by Shazam. You mean Billy Batson? Yes. Yeah. In fact, within this book, right away, it was probably one of the funniest things was talking about a code name or anything. He goes, you know, I need to have something easy that I can remember, like Captain Mar. And then the mom goes, lasagna's ready or like food's ready. <laughs> so stops him off from finishing Captain Marvel because they yeah. I mean, they can say it, but they don't say it for obviously reasons. Right. Now, I have never, I, I can't say I've never read a Shazam book because I've read one that was actually really great um, with him versus Black Adam. But really, who he is and in, in his family of supers, right? I don't know all that well. I'm and a big so, Black Adam fan more than I am a, a yes. Shazam, Captain Marvel fan. Like, I know way more about Black Adam's story than I do about Billy Batson's. Yep, and this truly, what it's a number one, and obviously with the new movie coming out, they're wanting readers to be able to get back sure. into things. And this is a great starting on point. It does, it kind of gets right into how he kind of got the power, but it's leaving a lot more, uh, I guess left unsaid which is okay because when if you're a regular reader you might get sick i always get sick of having to rehear the same yeah origin story so whether it means i have to google some of this and look it up on wikipedia or something that's fine uh but he has kind of his family that comes to the rescue i didn't know that he was uh adopted in a foster home and that the rest of of the marvel family is there even though they're coming up with a code name right now for it. Right. So they don't really have names. I wanted to say that the bad guys that they first beat up, though, are wearing uh, masks. That's great. Like old Halloween masks. They did that in, in Spider-Man. Was it Spider-Man? Yeah. yeah, where they wore the Thor and the Captain yep. America. Yeah, that's funny. Now, with this, like I said, the, the, the family, the Marvel family, and it's so weird just saying that, yeah. but... The Shazam family, uh, like I said, I'm not used to too many of them either from what little right. I know of Shazam. And I was wondering who these people are. And then it's later on that I find out that they are all of his uh, foster 
siblings ah. that they live with. And so I don't know if this has always been canon or not, but to me, I'm very intrigued. It's well written. Uh, the art on here is superb. And ultimately, them finding in this uh, the Rock of Eternity, I believe. Um, their eternity rock where it's kind of they go for where Shazam comes from. Right. And they're finding this map of the magic lands and it looks like they're exploring something that might not have ever been explored before within the mythos that of this. That would be cool. So I'm cool to be jumping right on board to something new. There was, uh, and at the end, there's a person that comes and says that he's Billy's father. Mm. Came to the foster home and I have no clue who this person is. I don't know, mystery galore. And there's yeah. a there's a nice little uh, story about Mary in the end. Uh, I really do need to research more of who all these people were and before this. Because, like right. I said, this seems like it's more of a beginning. I always thought, too, at some point, Shazam just became his own being and wasn't Billy anymore. He yeah, was just I don't, an adult I, I don't, at some point I in the comics. I don't recall that. I know Black Adam is, like, that whole thing is different. Like, his power, the way his powers work are different than... Yeah, he doesn't switch yeah, body or right. transform. He just gets the power. Yeah. He is that person yep. so, outside of it. It is, it is an interesting story. And, you know, it's not necessarily ultra original because there is a Marvel version of that, too. The original way they did Miracle Man was kind of the same way. But I do love the idea of a boy then when he transforms into, like, a man as a superhero, but still has the mind of a boy, like, and his eagerness Mm -hmm. and, like, his excitement about the whole thing always has made that character really awesome. My favorite, I think it was Justice League Unlimited episode that they ever did, was the introduction of Captain Marvel, and uh, the whole episode was just Superman being pissed off. (laughs) about this new character coming and being like the better boy scout because he was so childlike and so much better than superman and it was just the funniest thing because you never see superman get pissed off Mm -hmm. about anyone or jealous speaking (laughs) of superman so at the end the police are trying to be like all right you know what's your names you know what uh who's in charge and both mary and and billy both are like i am and like i'm the leader i'm this and that and then blah blah and then we really do need code names and stuff so like i said it seems like it's the beginning of the story, and then one of the cops goes, "Who are these guys again?" The other one goes, "I'm starving. Let's just say Superman did it." <laughs> Fair enough. <laughs> and I just love that. That was so simple. Uh, like I said, very, very good. Yeah. Um, I didn't know. I figured I was gonna like it, but I liked it a lot more, like than I was originally thinking. I thought it was just gonna be a you know even level. Yeah. So definitely pick it up, especially if you're interested in. The Shazam world. I'm really looking forward to that movie. I am too. Like, it, weirdly. It looks... I know. I'm so... I'm always scared about the DCEU movies, but this one, I think, looks... Do you hear some of the other movies? I think they finally just realized, we just need to make a ton of movies, and yeah. if some shit the bed or whatever, we just need to establish them. Heard they're now a Plastic Man oh, in the works. Oh, I love Plastic Man. That, that they're would talking be awesome. about a lot of these in the works, which were not building up this yeah. Justice League. Now they're just like... Let's do these movies, and then maybe we can mush them together right. at the end. You know, every the, the thing about doing the DC universe in movies is they've done all of these main characters before, over and over and over again, and they're tired. It's tired stories. Like, I think that's why I'm more excited about Aquaman than I am anything else, because it's not a tired story. Yeah, they haven't really done it. And now that and, they're... And, and you're probably oh. eye candy. Yeah. He was on Saturday Night Live this weekend, and it was it was not a great episode overall, but it was appealing to the eye. Were you were you at uh, Motor City when he showed up two years, two and a half years ago? Was I there for that? I think I was. I think I was. He was down in the bar. Yeah. I, I, I didn't really get to talk with him, talk with him, but I got to quick yeah. say, hey, you know, and whatever, and he seemed really nice, and uh, but he had a lot of girls around oh, him. Oh, I can't. And this was even, I think, prior to being announced for Justice League, or maybe it was just announced that he was going to be in yeah. Justice League. I, and... you didn't, all you needed was him in Game of Thrones. I mean, that's, that's... But I think he was great in Game of Thrones, but I don't think his star totally rose no. until he was in the Justice League. And yeah. then everyone's like, holy shit, who's yeah. that guy? Hot. 
but anyway, I think that the extended, the other characters that are in the DC universe are way more interesting than Batman and Wonder Woman and Superman. Because I already know everything I need to know about those people. Mm-hmm. So I, I think it's cool that they're extending it out a little bit. If they do a Zatanna movie, I think that'll be... Oh, yeah, that, yeah, that was another yeah. one that I heard. And I there. love Plastic Man. And if they do that movie right, oh, it's going to be so funny. <laughs> I mean, I could see it being kind of a Ryan reynolds yes. type person. Yes, for sure. Just hire him to do that one, too. <laughs> oh, um, want to quick mention Doomsday Clock number eight right now for you can talk about your comics. Okay. Uh, primarily because when we're talking about Superman, he's more centric within this than the previous books have had him in at all. Mm-hmm. Uh, and this actually has a lot less to do with any of the Watchmen characters and primarily has to do with, like I said, Superman. Um, in that he goes to Russia because the whole Superman theory is going around of like you know the U.S. making these uh, metahumans and him saying it's just kind of stupid because, well, he knows that's not true and he's trying to be like, the U.S. government wouldn't do that, but then everyone's like, you're their lapdog, you know? Right. Even though they're trying to be nice, but they're also like, but you don't necessarily know all of what's going on. Right. Um, but the biggest thing comes from when, uh, what was it, Firestorm uh, goes off and turns a bunch of people in the glass. And oh, yeah, you don't think about that being something that they can do, but... I guess if you superheat anything long enough, you can turn it into glass. Well, yeah. Well, because what he can do is, like, change his, uh, you know, he can work with molecular structures, with the professor in his head, but it's never really worked on organics before. And so because of that incident, Clark runs over to there to try to, like, save the day and find out what's going on uh, with Firestorm. And from a couple... Uh, we also have Black Adam show up too, because he's he's a leader in his country and yep. kind of allowing people to come there. This is even like a big uh, arms race of superheroes. Mm-hmm. That's the kettle is just boiling over, and we finally get that to happen because Superman decides to speak on behalf of the metahumans and start saying that you know this was an accident of whatever, but he had just seen Firestorm change one of the people back. He's like, I can do it. I know I can do this. And so he is going to try to, you know, say, hey, I vouch for him. Let him try. Well, of course, then Firestorm shows up. All these people are angry at him for turning their family members into glass. So they start throwing shit at him and guns firing. And the guns firing, Superman gets in front of a kid, but the bullets are ricocheting off. These things are glass. Yeah. And they're being destroyed. And it's like, holy shit. There's, and, and all this while... Batman was starting to talk. Bruce is on his way over in the bat plane and, and he puts what I loved was he pushed a button that said HF radio. I'm like, HF oh high frequency. So mm. that Superman will hear him. He goes, Clark, don't say anything. You're only gonna make it worse. And so then the people have turned on Superman now. Oh man. Which obviously it's a different country, but at the same point, they were even kind of giving him the benefit of the doubt of your mm. you know, you are the highest of good people, but now they've turned on him. And Lois also uncovers something of the Justice Just Justice Society of America. Um, and she's like, the what? Because in this world, there was no Justice Society of America. Mm. You know, you know, they used to have the stories of that, and yeah. it used to be the Else Worlds, and then they made it to be another one of the Earths as. Mm-hmm. That's how those stories all progress. So all this coming on has a lot to do with that. And the mystery being if uh, Dr. Manhattan has messed with that or not Mm. from continuity. A lot of it is still speculation of what the fuck's going on. But the one thing that we can say is uh, is at the end, uh, Ozymandias is pretty much the one that wanted to make sure that Superman was within the Red Square and that Firestorm would go off. Mm. Because, yes, it begins. Well, that explains just the like, cover. And it just has... It's <laughs> pretty much still has to do with he's manipulated another world yeah. to make it go yeah. in 
Well, again, that explains the cover because I really liked the cover this week. Mm-hmm. The marionettes. Marionettes, and that's clearly Ozymandias pulling yeah. the strings. So uh, good, and why is it so fucking slow to come I out? I know, I know. I uh, I don't read it, but I get it for Josh, and he was like, I don't remember if I even read the one before this now because it's been so long since the last one came yeah. out. <laughs> Usually, I mean, for the most part, that can mean one or two things. Either they're having issues. No, right? well, they, they didn't. Or well, they're spending a lot of time making sure the story's right. Yes, and yeah. so they did say that it's going to be every other month, but every other month takes... 12 issues, meaning one a month, now being two years right. to tell the same fucking story. Yeah. And that's not good. Yeah, they're only, what, a little it's over eight. halfway this through? Yeah, yeah, so eight out of 12. So we still have four more issues, meaning eight more months. Yeah. Wow, that's crazy. Yeah. <laughs> I don't like thinking that. It pisses me off a little bit, to tell you the truth. <laughs> what do you have to... All right, so... We'll do the one that we both read last. Obviously. Um, so other than, than that, I picked up two X-Men books this week. Uh, the first one I picked up was X-Men The Exterminated, number one, which I think this is a one-shot. And it takes place between, I think, issues four and five of the extermination event that they're doing. And So this is like 4.5. And it really has nothing to do with what's going on in that event except that if you're not following it you're going to hop into this really confused because in the extermination event young cable kills old cable so old cable's dead and this whole book is about hope who looks at about hope like yes and dreams <laughs> hope summers and, hope oh. summers um because cable was basically her father because he raised her from a baby and so it's her dealing with his death and Jean also dealing with the death because even though she wasn't technically his mother, because Madeline Pryor was his mother, she looks at him as her son because Madeline Pryor was her clone. I don't know how that whole situation works. That whole family dynamic. The Summers family dynamic has always been very weird. But it's, it's Jean and Hope kind of coming together to like get over the loss of Cable. And they're going to all his different uh, hideouts, okay. his safe houses, because he has them all over the yep. world. The first one they go to, Deadpool is there. I love I love how many safe houses Cable and Nick Fury have. I like, know. Both of them. <laughs> like, There's not many other people that have multiple ones. Batman maybe has a couple right. across the DC universe. But holy shit, if you ever need a bunker, Cable or Nick yeah. Fury have oh my someone God. somewhere. Yeah. So the first one they go to, Deadpool's there. Because, you know, Deadpool and Cable. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah. So Hope starts attacking Deadpool because she thinks Deadpool's there to just, like, rob the corpse of Cable, basically. And he's like, stop it. C- Cable and I had this deal where if one of us died, we go to our safe houses and, like, basically wipe our computer histories. <laughs> <laughs> and he's like, he's done it for me, like, 50 times. So I figured I could at least do it for him once. Um so he, so that, I mean, that was cute. It was like a nice little, it, it, Deadpool actually gets a little like, uh, sentimental about the whole thing and like cuts the bullshit for a second and is like, Cable's the only person who ever looked at me as a, instead of being just this giant joke, like he's the only person that looked at me as a human. He's like, I annoyed the crap out of him most of the time, but you know, <laughs> we were friends. So I thought that was very sweet, but the rest of it is just Gene and... And Hope going around to all the safe houses. Um, Hope's looking for something. And Deadpool knows what it is. And he tells her that it's not going to help. He's like, I know what you're looking for. It's not going to help. And you don't find out what she's looking for until she finds it. And she's looking for one of his time machines. Because she wants to go back and stop him from dying. And so her and Jean have this whole moment where Jean's like, that's the dumbest idea I've ever heard in my (laughs) entire life. Trust me. You don't want to fuck with time. <laughs> so, you know, they have this whole coming together moment where Jean lets Hope kind of like unleash and throw a big fit, basically, and get over the fact that uh, she can't help save Cable. It was just a very sweet family book, like, you know, the Summers family dealing with the loss. The part that got to me was the end of the book because it actually shows 
Cable as a baby, like right after he's born, when Madeline and Scott go up to this cabin that their family owns in Alaska, and like Corsair is there, okay, and stuff like that, and they're having just like everyone's concerned about Scott because he's after the baby was born, he's become like real distant and aloof and stuff like that. So there's this whole, you know, his dad talking him back to reality and dealing with the fact that, you know, Cyclops dealing with the fact that his dad left when he was a baby and him getting forgotten because he's, you know, when he saved Alex, he ended up in a coma and then he got a, Alex got adopted and he didn't know where he was at and Cyclops ended up in a home for kids and, you know, you know, Cyclops is back, sorry. But anyway, it was just a very sweet, like, you got to see the birth of Cable and it was probably like the sweetest moment in his life and he says that he can remember everything from the moment of his birth, which is weird, but it was just a very touching moment because you know what's going to happen after that, mm-hmm. you know? <laughs> so to see kind of like this, this both of these sweet, nice family moments dealing with real things was kind of nice. You don't get that in the X-Men a lot, you know? It's usually just fighting and... And teen angst, and that's mm-hmm. about it. So it was, it was a good book. I thought it was cute. I got a little weepy, but that happens to me when I read the X Men all the time. <laughs> um, the other one I read was the Merry X Men Holiday Special, which I don't normally pick these up. Uh, Those are some. Well, yes, hit and miss. <laughs> yeah, I always feel though the Halloween and Christmas ones. Usually are decent in the sense of the Halloween ones are usually like they're one shots of like some people dying and turning right. zombies. And those are fun. Yeah. And these are always like kind of full of hope and oh, yeah, Christmas yeah. spirit. And this one, this one was interesting because it did. It's like a advent calendar almost, where you really could read like a page a day on every day of December. Um, so it starts with December 1st and goes all the way up to the 24th. And it starts with Jubilee. And then each page is basically just like a one-shot story. Except for the Jubilee story keeps popping up. Because she thinks she's going to Hawaii <laughs> for vacation. And then you get like six pages in and she's trapped in a mall. And you don't know how she got there. And they don't explain it to you because it's like happening in real time on the page. So they don't go back and explain to you how she got trapped in this mall. But she does say, leave it to me to get trapped in a mall. And I'm like, that is kind of a jubilee thing to happen. (laughs) (laughs) But it was, I mean, it's all different writers and artists for each story. Um, You got like Cena Grace in here. Chris Claremont did one of them. There's um, Charles Soule. All just all kinds of, you know, top tier talent working on this. Um, There's some really funny ones. And then there's some like darker ones. Like they... I haven't heard of this character before, but they have this character called Nature Girl. Have you heard of her? No. I'm not entirely sure what her powers are. I'm assuming it's to control nature, judging by her name. But her whole story is about how much she hates Christmas because people keep cutting down trees. And she's like, everyone thinks it's all joy and happiness, and they cut down the real trees because plastic ones are fake. She's like, all I can hear is screaming. I'm like, oh my God. That's a dark story. Um, what you find out with the Jubilee story is uh, it's actually Arcade has created this mall to bring people back to the mall. Like he was he was hired by these mall owners to like, you know, reinvigorate malls because okay. malls are dying. So he decides that he's going to turn malls into this like survival game like an escape room mixed with commerce so he had kidnapped jubilee to test out the mall and that's why (laughs) she was there trapped in the mall it was very weird but he goes after the after the whole thing's over and he's presenting it to these people he goes see even the least powerful x-man can beat this mall (laughs) (laughs) that's like oh poor jubilee but it was a really cute Christmassy. Uh, this my favorite. I think my favorite one though is the glob story, and it literally is just a bunch of panels of him putting up mistletoe above a door frame and then sitting underneath it, like, <laughs> waiting to get kissed. It's so cute. I love him so I much. I know he's such a great like. His character is so awesome, but definitely pick it up. I think it's worth a read if you like the X Men. There's just 
a lot of fun, cute stuff in it. So, lastly, we actually both read this one of the same books this week. I feel like that doesn't happen a whole lot. Nope, but this book was amazing. It was, and I picked it up because this <laughs> cover that I grabbed, a guy on fire on a motorcycle that is also on fire on a laptop. And I was like, there's a lot going on here. I have to find out what's going on. And it did not disappoint. The <laughs> fact that he's on a motorcycle on fire on a laptop seems like one of the least things he could be doing. I love... So that scene actually happens within yeah, the story. Yeah, I don't think the laptop is there. And the reason... No, the laptop is not. But the reason why it does is because he's... Like, let's just put... He is a prodigy. He is yep. the smartest human being yep. in existence. And he can study things. And he can make things happen. So for him doing this stunt of jumping over the Grand Canyon... On fire. While on fire, while ditching the bike without a parachute... He can do all the variables, calculate what he needs to exactly press on the gas to land on the other side. He's that smart. Yeah. And so when he does these things, it's fun brain teasers for him to do, as well as being near death, because it seems like at one point he says he hasn't slept in like three weeks because his brain is always just ticking. Mm -hmm. And you see it from within the first pages when he ends up winning the game of, was it lacrosse they were playing? Um, uh, polo. Okay, polo. Yeah. And he's 11. Let's to be clear about this. He's an 11 year old playing on like a high school polo team. But it's because he can see geometry and see these things and ultimately wins. Yeah. And then gets beat up until he is watching some Kung Fu things and just learning from mimicking watching. Yeah. And he's like, I'm getting my revenge on Monday at school and kicks these kids ass. Not not just kicks their ass. He kicks their ass. He kicks one of them through a fucking window. <laughs> and he doesn't care that he's going to get kicked out of school. And I love so, that was within like the first three pages that this happened and I'm that it got me hooked even more so than within like four or five pages what I, mean, I don't even want to give that away because it's almost like if you're reading this you almost that if is, you can foreshadow enough of hearing what things are going I'm like something's going to end up being freaky so here's what, so when I, when I read comics, you know, when you read, when you read an actual comic and you're not reading digitally and you, there's always two pages, right? So you flip, you're flipping through and you have to read the left page first, but when the right page is so visually interesting that you have to look at it first and that's <laughs> what happened. And I think this part that you're talking about, I literally was like, what the fuck? Uh -huh. <laughs> and then you go back and you read it and you're like, all right, but still what yeah. the fuck? Like, this kid, so Edison Crane is his name, and his dad is cl clearly some important person, mm -hmm. but it's, you learn in the book that his dad is an asshole, and his mom is, like, you know, she's very nurturing of him, and I don't know if something happens to her, or if she's there the whole time. It seems like there's some, there's the now, and it kind of jumps back to flashbacks, so it yeah. seems like there's a lot of his life that will be filled in. Yeah. It, uh, it's... You know, I read a lot of superhero books, and there are pe there are powers of superheroes we all wish that we wanted. I want to be this guy. Like, who doesn't want it? Like, it's not even that he's smart. It's literally that he know he seems like he knows everything or can learn everything. And it's it just astounds me. And I know it's it's not real, but <laughs> <laughs> I kind of wish there were people like this in the world. And when they flash forward to his future, when he's an adult, they show him sitting there. Basically, he's playing chess against, like, 20 people while also trying to solve this... Or asteroid as coming. Yeah, in, like, 12 years. And, and that's what I started thinking. I was like, okay, so is this kind of the big theme of this book of this asteroid's going to come and stuff? No, because then it kind of is a nonchalant yeah, he's, of building this rocket. It will get off its trajectory in a couple of years. This isn't going to really hit us till 14 anyways, but... Where be dear and clear, and they're asking the yeah. cost. And he's like, like, "This is on me." Yeah, like that wasn't even what this book's about. No. It was just a one page of just dialogue of like, "This is how smart and good I am." Yes, and then it goes to him doing this stunt that because he keeps he takes these requests from these kids, and apparently this one kid over and over and over again who keeps pushing his boundaries on what he <laughs> can do. But it's like it's, I just I don't even. <laughs> 
it's so amazing that somebody could even think of all these things for this person to be doing. And the fact that this whole book is going to be about this guy, I'm very excited about. Yeah, because I'm, I'm curious, is there going to be another uh, smart mind is equal on the other right. side? But really, what is going on with these cars, these DeLorean-type time machines or that something? manifest out of people. That's what I also was like... And it's not even like the people turn into the cars. The cars literally burst a person open because you can see, they actually show you on one of the pages, a car coming out of a person and their flesh and bones are just scattering to the wind. As well as the things that are inside this thing, the rats and the bunnies and everything that they're testing also don't make it through. Right. And so obviously uh, he's called in. Figure out what the fuck is going on. Well, because he had a couple of different options of the day. Do this other new stunt of whatever. Do this. Or these things are just coming out of nowhere. He goes, that sounds interesting. Let's go to Australia. Yeah. Uh, And you find out it's not just cars. There's ships coming through. And uh, they think maybe it's aliens. But they've... Because they've autopsied these these people that are coming through. He just is like right away is like... Huh. Are like alternate. Uh, yeah, they're Earth. running experiments. That's why it was rats, and now it's humans. They're coming. They're coming for us. So uh. it really it left on a cliffhanger that it was almost like one of those like not not huge dun dun dun, but in, like I want to read this anyways. Yeah. Holy shit! This yeah. is awesome. That's interesting. So I love this. It's such a great book. But what I loved even more was. Oh, the advertisement for Daredevil. The last, there's really no advertisements in this book, except for there's one for Netflix's Daredevil. <laughs> Which, as we know now, is not being done again. Uh, I'm I'm excited. I, the female character they introduce at the end and then the cover that they show of the next book makes me think this is going to be like a brains and brawn kind of book, which is going to be an interesting switch because usually you know the brawn is the man and the brains is the female mm-hmm. and they totally have it switched in this because he is definitely the brain. I think he also is brawn too if he knows oh, I'm how sure. to I'm sure. fight. I'm sure. I love when his dad gets pissed at him about something and flicks like the dollar at him and is like here this is your inheritance. And he's like that's fine I'll make it a billion dollars by the end of the year. Like <laughs> yeah. all right. and he clearly he did. Like this mm-hmm. kid and so this is written by Mark Miller, right? So I don't know why we're not, uh, it, it, why we're surprised by how good it is. But and Ralph R- Raphael Raphael Albuquerque, who's always done great art, uh, did the art in this book. So good. I am surprised this came out through Image because I thought Mark Miller had his own imprint now through Miller World. But I, I don't. I actually don't really care where this came out from. It's really good. <laughs> so pick it up if you're looking for something new and interesting, for sure. Oh, um, speaking of Daredevil, I had thought that one of the reasons that was said why it was canceled was low um, ratings. Ratings. But comes to find out, no, that is not true at all. In fact, it was like the fourth most popular Netflix show. Um, yeah. And with that being revealed, then there had there, I don't even know. Then I can't speculate because I'm sure we'll find out soon enough. Right. But it wasn't because it wasn't popular. It was damn popular, and. Well, that makes me interested in trying to you know, is Disney gonna? make a play on it then after this. I do know that they have started filming the Jessica Jones third season already. Yeah, that's going to be the last. Well, they haven't canceled those yet. And I think Luke Cage is going to be in it. Well, the Punisher's already... Well, he was probably... Yeah, because those two go hand in hand. Like, why wouldn't he have shown up? You never know. Yeah, I mean, true. They could have gone a different different route. But uh, I'm really looking forward to the next Punisher. And I would love maybe if they ended on the... Like, we get this season... And we end on the Punisher. I mean, I love Jessica Jones, but I I feel like if you wrap this up, go off in a good something. Yeah. I don't know, man. If Luke Cage is in Jessica Jones, if they wrap that story up with them getting together and staying together, I'm cool with that too. Those two should be together, as we know. She gets pregnant and then just stays pregnant for like 20 years, like in the comic books. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> she was pregnant for a very long time. Yes, she was. <laughs> um. 
something that we were talking about earlier about the Spider-Man trailer. The only thing that we kind of know then is what has come out of the Brazil Comic-Con, uh, which has uh, Jake Gyllenhaal uh, in the panel talking about his role as Mysterio. Yeah. And how this is a very different Mysterio that they're working with. Great. Uh, what's going on is that... What do you mean, great? I, I, that was sarcasm. Oh. <laughs> Why, you don't, you don't like what you've heard about it? I don't, I don't know. So, he... The bad guys in this world, they're going to be elementals, and they're these creatures, and Mysterio is one of the few people that understands about them. Sure. So Nick Fury asks him to come along and help, and he's the only one that kind of understands them, so he teams up with Spider-Man. I'm assuming, obviously, at some point... It goes badly. Ooh, actually, I bet you he's the one that's making these elementals. Maybe. That's why he understands them. It does sound like a very Mysterio sort of yeah. move, doesn't and then it? It's, yeah, then it's found out that he created them. Yeah. But it's interesting that Nick Fury would get involved. I'm still curious where this falls in line of, are they back on Earth now? Right. Is this a different world? I'm so... Damn it, I want to see the next yeah. Avengers in order for me to speculate anything else. But I am definitely looking forward to a Mysterio actually finally showing up. Think they're gonna do the classic bubblehead Mysterio? Oh, they have to. You think so? I they yeah. I, if they don't, I think it'd be a very disservice to fans. Yeah. At least in or at least it's in the background, right? Of some sort of something or yeah. other. Like he could say like, "Oh, not this old Halloween costume again" or something. It's there. Right. I have a new updated yeah. one, but. They can get away with it still, I think. If they do it right, I think so. It's an interesting costume to try and do, I think, on screen. Especially with you when you have someone like Jake Gyllenhaal, you know? Because you can't really see in that dome. It's not like he's rocking a clear Iceman helmet, you know? Not Iceman. Uh, the fuck? Buzz Lightyear? No. Mr. Freeze. Oh, Mr. Freeze. Yes. <laughs> I mean, Buzz Lightyear would be a little bit yeah, better. Buzz but, Lightyear is, yeah, Buzz Lightyear is In other news, uh, Brian K. Vaughn has signed some film and TV deals with Legendary Entertainment. Yeah. Everyone thinking, is thinking it's going to be Saga. I think it's going to be Paper Girls. Yeah, I don't think it's going to be Saga. I, I don't think Saga... Saga could be the next Game of Thrones on a HBO-type budget. Right. I just don't know if they would do that because if they don't give the right amount of budget to make the cost make it right. pop it would be a disservice and i think it would have a lot of fans be just like thinking that it's a low budget yeah. type thing when i feel I, like i when they first started doing saga brian Kavon and fiona staples both said that they will never let saga be a movie or a television show I do recall that, too. I mean, enough money, anyone can change their mind. But Brian <laughs> yeah. K. Vaughn has a shit ton of other material that he can... I mean, he did Why the Last Man. That would be a great fucking... Well, they're making a TV show yeah. on it. So, <laughs> we'll see. But I don't... I wouldn't... I would... Don't get excited about Saga, everybody. I don't think it's going to happen anytime soon. Um, Another oldie but goodie... Uh, MTV and Ice Cube are bringing back Celebrity Deathmatch. Are you serious? Yep. I'm okay with that, I think. Yeah, it hasn't been on. They tried to have a revival back in, like, 2000. Yeah, it was on for, like, half a season or something. Yeah, it was yeah. a couple of years ago. And, and yes, it, I mean, when it originally debuted, it used to be kind of just a Super Bowl halftime go to MTV and watch this crazy thing. Yeah. And I remember watching it a couple of times because as a kid, I didn't care about the musical bands or anything. We watched Celebrity Deathmatch because it was so freaking hilarious. Right. The claymation and everything. Of, I don't know. I love just the deaths of it. Uh, so I'm very excited for that. That'll be fun. Um, what was that? I did have a Netflix uh, thing that I was, we're going to try to promote, but I then decided, nope, we can't be shills two weeks in a row. <laughs> Well, is it the Umbrella Academy? Because I watched the trailer for that fucking show, and it looks awesome. It wasn't. That was another one that I had seen. That oh, it looks so good. I'm, <laughs> and it's so funny to me because the Umbrella Academy was something that literally was like twelve issues long. It was not an ongoing series or anything like that. And the fact that they're doing a whole show based on it, I think, is super cool. <laughs> 
something I didn't get to talk about last week was Sideways has been officially canceled from DC. That was one of the newer... Oh, uh, that's a Spider-Man type. Well, the kid that can yeah. go through... Yeah, but it kind of reminds you of Spider-Man. Yeah. That was one of the newer stories that I enjoyed, and it seems like they're all those people are just... Their comics are dying off. Now, I 100% think that character is so unique that he's going to show up on a Teen Titans or something. Sure. Mm-hmm. And I do think maybe he could... It had some of the best sales of the new books, but I think they kind of shot their wad in trying to like really throw him within some dynamic characters, and it kind of just went to the wayside. Yeah. But him and a it team... Went, it went sideways. Yes, yes, it did. <laughs> uh, so I'm very sad. That that was announced about a week and a half ago, and I was really upset when I heard the news. And there's, like I said, a lot of people that were petitioning to have that character stay but then like i said some people at dc said don't worry it's not the last you'll see of him so that speculates a lot of where That's he good. may end up and going back to uh my good boy tom king he has kind of announced what the rest of his batman series is going to be about oh yeah yep he came out by saying that um, issue 60 that just came out uh, wraps up the, the Cold Days arc with Mr. Freeze. I haven't read it because I gave up on Batman. Yeah. Uh, but then it the 61 through 69 goes into Nightmares. Um, it's an epic that's scraping at the soul of Batman. Uh, then 70 to 74 is The Fall and the Fallen is what he's titling that arc. And then 75 is a huge bad event with a secret name that sets up for the end of at 105. So he kind of posts this on Twitter, just kind of saying these are his outlines where mm. it's going. And I always find it weird that, yes, saying that you have 100 issues, you can kind of flesh out some things later. But when he said that he needed to have 105, and he announced that last summer, yeah. where did those five come from? How do you know you need five more? Like, do you. That's a lot of writing if you have it all to where you know you need this X amount of books. Right. And I'm wondering if that number would change or not later. Uh, wondering if Catwoman will ever come back. Batman will ever retire. I didn't didn't was didn't he mention that that wasn't the last time yes, he, he was did. okay? And so that's what I I don't I don't trust him anymore. I'll probably read the last one, and if it turns out good, I'll be like, all right, go back should... and read the rest. Yes. <laughs> um. Yeah. So with that being said, they also. Uh, one of the ones that are coming up, uh, number 62 from Batman, they're going to have some extra pages at no extra cost. Now, this headline caught my attention because I'm like, okay, I'm intrigued. What the hell does that mean? Yeah, two extra pages. I I wouldn't even know. I don't count my pages when I'm reading a comic book. I know. I only notice when it's extra long. Well, yeah, and they yeah. usually say giant size yeah. issue when you know that it's like 84 pages mm-hmm. or something. Uh, but going from 24 pages, which is normal, to 26, uh, don't really understand that. But it's kind of more of Tom King and uh, Mitch Gerard's kind of having fun yeah. with, ooh, it's a top secret. That's that. It's two pages. And I'm okay with messing around with that. But for me, I was kind of like, this is dumb, but then it's kind of grown on me of this is dumb in kind of a funny way that these creators are <laughs> I like. I feel like if you charged me for two extra pages, I would just not buy the book at that point. <laughs> how would you? Yeah, how would you do that though? Like, pay uh, twenty cents per page. Yeah, maybe? yeah. Instead of three ninety nine, it's four fifty. Yeah. <laughs> and that probably would be the new way that they're going to start pricing them. Not the same amount of pages for less. Kind of yeah. like when chips now got less chips in them for yeah. paying more and everything else in between there. Yep. Uh, that's about uh, it for me, except for Patrick Stewart's uh, Picard series will be arriving at the Woo! end of 2019. Excited about that. I just thought, so NASA got involved in the Avengers trailer this week because apparently after the Avengers trailer dropped Tons of people were tweeting at NASA to go save Tony Stark. <laughs> so so <laughs> they tweeted back at Marvel and they're like, we heard about Tony Stark. Uh, our suggestion is to have somebody listening for um, Avengers. We have a, a problem. 
or something like that. And if you don't hear anything, then I would get a, a, a team to scan the skies for your missing man. And I was like, <laughs> oh, NASA. <laughs> Good on you. I just think it's funny. The idea of a ton of people tweeting at NASA being like, save Tony Stark. All right, guys. You know he's not real, right? <laughs> but I thought it was cute that they responded. Got anything else? That's all I really got. All right. Um, booze of the book this week is Martian Manhunter number one. And I will say this, too. Uh, DC had these number ones, these characters, and this was another character that I haven't really um, known about. Uh, Marvel also has had a couple that have come out as mm -hmm. well of their number ones. I mean them because i've read more of them i kind of know the characters but as much as i bitch about origin stories i like as i said with the shazam one the reintroductions but they're stories and they're mm -hmm. stories of some good characters so i'm loving them um this one is because i don't know a lot about martian manhunter uh everything i was told beforehand is like a total different kind of take on him i don't know what the original take really was is he so okay so does he start on Earth? This is on Mars. So it is so on start, Mars. Starts, yeah. And is it is it is there a civil war going on between the two the mm -hmm. two types of Martians? Okay. That's most of his backstory. <laughs> <laughs> um but while while reading this, uh because uh, even though Mars doesn't necessarily explode, but everything with a Mars explosion though, which is um some orange juice and vodka over ice uh, until it's frosted. Then you uh, strain it um, into a glass and then put some grenadine in it. Pour it slowly so that the red color spreads gently outwards. Oh, um, that sounds delicious. Yes. Uh, it, well, it is tasty, but <laughs> mainly because it's a, something inspired by Mars. All right. And Martian Manhunter. Right on. My comic book guy said that that book was really good, so definitely pick it up. Why didn't you pick it up? Because I already had enough books. I see, I see. Yeah, <laughs> I read a ton this week and uh, got a ton more to catch up. Like, a ton. I do, too. I have to organize mine because I'm so behind on something. Like, I knew Wicked and Divine came out this week. I'm, like, 30 books behind on that series, but I keep getting it because I know it's a good story. I just don't have time to That's catch up. That's one that I... I have a lot of books that I haven't read, and then mm -hmm. I was like, dang it, I need to... So I kind of stopped collecting them, because I need to get back to those ones, Yeah. and then maybe I'll just kind of go into more collections on some of these things. Like I said, we read a lot of comic books here, and I'm starting to... With the X-Men, there's so much shit going in the X-Men now. Know. I was trying to keep up. I don't know if I'm going to go back. I'm going to have that be your baby and you can fill me in. <laughs> That's fine. And the X-Men boosted Marvel's sales for the month of November. Like, their sales went way up in November. Well, I'm I'm pissed, though, because now Nate Gray, one of my favorite yeah. of all cable inter uh, like people yeah. of him, is back. And I'm like, fuck, now I need to get back on the X-Men bandwagon. He's the most powerful X-Man ever. Which I thought was already... I thought that was already a thing. I thought it already had been proven that he was the most powerful X-Men ever. Well, that was in a previous mm -hmm. uh, universe, previous yeah. iteration of this universe. Now yeah. they've just reestablished it again post-rebirth. Yeah. All right. Um, yeah, I don't really have anything. Nope. It's the holiday spirit. Yeah. Stay thirsty. Stay thirsty for that. Stay thirsty for... Eggnog. Oh. That sounds good. Tis the season. Yeah. So yeah, stay thirsty for that. Mm. Coach your throat. 